welcome back to Mickey Mike's Up. For a header, that's like my dream. <laughs> my mom signed me up for soccer. She signed me up a little bit late, though I wasn't really supposed to play in any games. It's really fun. I love doing this. Hey guys, welcome back to Mickey Mike's Up. I know it's been a minute since I've posted an episode. College is busy, um, but today I have a really awesome guest. If you want to introduce yourself, and then we'll just get into it. Hey everyone, I'm Andrea Kitahata. I'm at Stanford University, and I'm a soccer player. Yes, so I'm really excited that you're here, um, and we're just gonna talk soccer and other fun things. Yeah, <laughs> um, thanks for having me. We just discovered that we are um in the same grade, and so that's cool. Like, what are you majoring in? Have you decided? I, I have decided. I am a symbolic systems major, which is super Stanford specific. No one really knows what it is, but it's like a cop out computer science. Okay. Like, little mix of philosophy, little math, but it's super interesting. Love it. I could never do math. I almost failed stats last semester, so. No, I'm barely doing it myself, and it's my major, so. <laughs> I'm sure you're doing great. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, you're a soccer player, obviously. So, how did you get into soccer? Like, when did you start? Was it always something that you were like, ooh, I like, I want to do this kind of long term? Yeah, well, I was a super active kid, kind of tried out everything under the sun, Um, and I love sports, so. I took a liking to soccer pretty early. My dad used to play, but it wasn't really like I was forced into it or anything. I just picked it up and absolutely loved it. Happened to be half decent and I ran with it. It's pretty solid. So like, did you play other sports and things growing up or? Yeah, I did. Soccer. Yeah, I did a little bit of basketball, a little bit of um, baseball with my older brother, uh, which was great character development. I was like the only girl in this little league um, team. And, and baseball is like rough. Baseball. Yeah, I, baseball I was people are rough. <laughs> um, it, it hurts to get hit with that. So um, I ended up quitting later on and focusing on soccer, but I love just being active in sports and I do stuff for fun, like snowboarding is sick, but I could never compete for that. But oh my gosh, snowboarding has been on my list of like things to learn. Like I, I want to learn how to like snowboard or ski, but also I'm like, I don't know. Like, what if I oh, fall? You totally should. And this is coming from someone who's like broken multiple bones doing it. I still think it's worth it. Okay, I'll, I'll find a way to. I'll find a way to learn sometime in Good. the next like year. <laughs> yes. Um, so kind of how, what was your journey to go getting to Stanford? Um, like being recruited, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I grew up in the Bay area, so I'm not far from campus myself and just being in the area, Stanford was kind of a little bit of the hype and I used to come to games, believe it or not, I've never been to a Stanford soccer ID camp, but I have been to a week long sleepaway basketball camp here. So Hey, that counts for something. Super fun. But that's just, it's kind of like the big athletic college around. Um, and I just grew up um, looking up to players and teams at Stanford. And again, took that and ran with it too. And I used to wear like these fat headbands when I played soccer. And it had like a big Stanford logo just plastered to it. And I was like, if 
five. So I feel like it was kind of destined from the start. Yeah, but... you were like manifesting it. Oh, 100%. But um, I definitely was, you know, looking around and wanted to make sure I was making the best decision. But this school is just um, incredible athletics wise. And it's also um, one of the best universities in the world. So I feel like it can't get much better than this for me. Yeah, for sure. Did you ever think about like going like far like East Coast situation or were you always kind of like, I want to stay close? I looked around a little bit. Location wasn't a huge factor for me, but I also think I didn't necessarily know what I wanted. Um, But I did look East Coast. I don't know if I could brave the winters just being a California girl. I like it's 50 degrees right now and I'm, you know, wearing a puffer jacket and gloves and a hat. Yeah, winter's rough. It was snowing today when I had to walk to class. I was like, "Mm." but people were just wearing like windbreakers. (laughs) Like, yeah. I mean, that's fair. I I don't think I'd survive. So I, I think I'm happy I ended up here, but um, I looked a few other places and like California was huge. So, you know, I was probably going to stay in state anyways. For sure. Um, Okay. So how has like your, your Stanford soccer career been so far, like on the field? How are you liking it? Uh, it's great. I, so I'm a sophomore this year and Freshman year was incredible. I came in, um, I mean, I looked up, I've been looking up to these players for years and all of a sudden they're my teammates. So it was a pretty big adjustment coming in. And um, fortunately I came in and I was given a lot of opportunity on the field and ended up getting quite a bit of minutes starting and just basically getting to play and have fun. And I felt like that was pretty special coming in as a first year and um you know, I, as much as like, I played well, I also was just like having a blast. And it was really eye opening to just get to play on a bigger stage and like a club team. Um, And yeah, I got a few opportunities from that I ended up playing in the World Cup this year with um, the 20 US Women's National Team, which was has been a dream of mine since, you know, since I could walk. Yeah, Um, that's so cool. Yeah, that was it was incredible. And that was also just um, another huge goal and milestone for me. So I felt very fortunate to have that all happen this year. Um, But, you know, with that comes adversity, comes um, just challenges that you have to face. And my team's been kind of through the ringer this year um, with the passing of our teammate, Katie. And that's been a huge um, challenge for me. And I'm coming out of it stronger. I'm coming out of it, you know, knowing myself better. And it's hard to say that you're like, you know, grateful for things happening, but like, it's, it's hard to pick anything good out of situations like these. And, um, just for this team to push through and find the love in it and come closer has been incredible to see and be a part of. Um, but it didn't come without its own challenges. And I had to take some time off from soccer and, um, I'm back, but you know, it's been a huge development year and I'm grateful for it all. No, that's so, that's like knowing, like when to take the time for yourself and being able to like grow in situations of hard time I feel like is super important and like from an outside perspective like seeing like you your team and you guys like just like support each other has been really awesome and so I'm sure that it even like feels even better for you guys to all have that support um and so no that's really awesome that you like were able to learn from it and also had a really good freshman season yeah no it was great and it's it's difficult to make decisions like that when you know 
a sport is something that brings you so much joy and is normally huge stress reliever and all of a sudden it's like this huge like weight on you and so that was definitely a difficult decision for me to make but the team's been incredible and just everyone is just such a trooper and I love them all (laughs) that's awesome so you're going to be back next season like what are you guys doing like when does like your spring stuff start or has started um not quite yet we do we do off-season training so we're in we do quarter systems at Stanford so we're in winter quarter and we have a couple less hours that we train but um still full force we're like lifting four times a week um training so that's been really good um but then we do have a spring season where we play around five games and they're super low-key don't count for anything more of just development opportunities and uh, we've got some good matchups playing Santa Clara, um, Fresno State, um, a couple others off the top of my head, but it should be really fun to just get out there and play and not really have the pressure of, well, we need to win this. And yeah, it'll be really fun. But that's in May, April, May. Okay. I love how you keep talking about it and being like, it's just so fun because I feel like so many people get so caught up in like what they're doing that it becomes like not fun anymore. And so it's, I feel like it's so, I mean, like I, I'm going to be honest. I never played soccer. I never played a sport growing up. I danced, but like not enough for it to be like a sport. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I think it's like so important to like find joy in what you do and like enjoy what you're doing or else it's like, why am I even doing this? And so I love that you just keep mentioning like how much you are enjoying it. (laughs) Oh, 100%. Like I get out there and like, I, I'm there to have a good time as much as I'm there to improve and be the best player that I can be I'm there for laughs and you know sometimes my coach doesn't love it but I'm having fun so that's what matters Um, yes that's what matters right but I think a lot of that's definitely an issue with like D1 athletics and professional athletes I think there's so much pressure placed on um, performance and just not really taking care of the human and just taking care of like the athlete and yeah I think both are equally important and you need to fostered environment where it's not just your worth is being placed in how many goals you can score how many saves you can make and more like your worth is more than that yeah (laughs) I think athletes forget that a lot yeah it's like if you're not enjoying what you're doing and you're not like and you're not feeling confident in what like in who you are and everything like you're not gonna perform your best and if that's what's stressing you out then you need to like focus in on like you and like both are yeah like you said both are equally as important so I just I love that you were saying that that feels like so I don't know because I've talked to so many other people and everyone's just like oh like everything's just so crazy and life is so busy and I'm like yeah but are you like having fun in between all the crazy and the busy and it's like I'm like yeah yeah no it's super stressful it's almost like you kind of have to have fun with it or else you're gonna drive yourself nuts and want to quit and that's the worst is like you lose a love for the sport that you've been playing since you were a kid like that's awful yeah go have fun go smile yeah just like go play like you know you're five again like just enjoy yourself but with like a little bit more skill right (laughs) exactly (laughs) um so you mentioned that you went to the world cup this summer um so what was that experience like like finding out that you were going just I mean you said it was like a dream come true for you so just like what was that moment like to find out you were going Yeah, I mean, it's been a huge goal of mine for a long time. I've kind of matriculated through the youth national team since I was in middle school, and I've been fortunate enough to continue to train with them over the years and 
when COVID hit, our U-17 World Cup got canceled and I had made that roster and that was a huge milestone and huge um, goal for me. So that was pretty heartbreaking for my, you know, 16-year-old self. And in the grand scheme of things, um, it's not like a huge deal. There, there are going to be other things. But um, at the time, you know, that was my big goal. And oh, it, yeah. Yeah, it was um it was heartbreaking, but the next thing was the the twenties. And so after COVID, the cycle or the I want to say like player pool kind of reset and everyone was coming out of a one, two, three year pandemic, and everyone was kind of like, all right, blank slate, let's see where everyone's at. And um that's why I feel so fortunate for the opportunities that I got my freshman year because that um enabled for my coach, uh Tracy Kevins, who I've played for since I was young, to see me play again. And, um, it was great. Got called into camp December after freshman season. And then we had qualifiers in March, um, last March trained in France over the summer. And the roster stayed pretty similar through, um, qualifiers, France to the world cup. And so obviously, you know, there were some movements. So a lot of us were pretty stressed out because it's like people are on the cutting block, but that's just yeah. the nature of the game. Um, but I was, you know, over the moon just um, to know that or to figure out that I was going to have that opportunity. And it was in Costa Rica. It was in August. I missed a bit of preseason at Stanford, which was a bummer. But oh, my God, what an experience it was. It I, th was I think I think it's OK. Right. Right. I mean, that's what I thought. I was like, You're making it up now with the lifts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There'll be more lifts at Stanford. But um, World Cup was pretty crazy. And um, it was crazy playing on the stage that it was it's broadcasted everywhere fans were insane um just a lot of media which was super fun um and yeah just being away in Costa Rica for a month was awesome yeah I I watched I watched a couple of games like here there whenever I like could catch them um through working and the summer <laughs> um but you guys were awesome and it was so fun to like just watch everyone like score goals and like have a good time like you guys looked like you were having a blast from like oh yeah just just like the videos of everyone scoring like their first goal or like things like that it's so that stuff is always so cool to see so it was even cooler to be there I was just like over the moon did you guys have like when you were there did you have time to like explore Costa Rica at all or like where you were yeah a little bit um U.S. soccer has been doing a really good job of like taking care of, again, like players as humans. And um, they wanted to make sure that we had a balance going on because a month is a long time. And if you're cooped up in a hotel room and all you've got going on that day is training and meetings, it's yeah. really um, difficult to kind of give your mind and your body a break and really rest and get refreshed for the next day. So we did quite a few trips to like I don't know exactly what they're called, but preservation centers with like, okay. animals. And we saw like all of these, I guess they're like exotic animals to me because I'm from, you know, San Francisco, California, but like there were iguanas just running around like squirrels. There were peacocks everywhere, um, sloths. So that cool. was the thing we saw for sure. Panthers, monkeys, and they were just in the, in the rainforest, but um, we got to see them in these, it was like rehabilitation, rehabilitation. Okay and um it was so cool we I wish we could have gone like surfing or something but our um our media guy broke his leg or something surfing in Costa Rica at a world cup like a decade ago or something and since so then, they were like no like absolutely not I'm like I just don't like 
I don't think that's what's going to happen, but I get it. Like we're here to play soccer and not having a working leg would be kind of an issue. Yeah. You're like, they were like, let's just not test our luck. So right. let's not. You, you this is always... not the time to. Yeah. You could always go back. Yeah, for sure. And I definitely will after how great that was. And I'm sure there's great places to surf there. Oh yeah. I've heard insane stories and just like the rainforest is insane. So that's so down. cool. I couldn't imagine like just walking like down the street and there's just like a peacock there. No, it's nuts. Like the iguanas were honestly the craziest thing because they were huge too. I'm like, oh, I I could not. I do not. I'm not a fan of like reptiles. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it either. (laughs) Yeah, another thing that's crazy to me is just because like we have like our norm of like animals that are just like out and about, like squirrels, deer, like that kind of stuff. And my dad and I were talking because of the World Cup this summer in Australia. We were talking about how like kangaroos are scary. I was like, no. Yeah. And he was, like, he was like, yeah, they just, like, walk around there. And I'm like, no. They'll fight. <laughs> I was like, I will not be going there. <laughs> yeah, we've got a um a player from Australia on the Stanford team, Amy Sayer, and she's, like, she's just what you would think an Australian is like and just sees kangaroos all the time. It's so, so funny seeing the differences. Yeah. Uh, I'll do, like, a- I'll do a little Stanford series. <laughs> do it. We've got quite the personalities going on, so it'll be <laughs> fun to see it all in action um so getting so you come back you have you're now you're gonna be kicking ass in soccer this year but outside of Stanford you trained with um the rain for a little bit in post-COVID times mid-COVID times who I don't really know what to describe what like 2021 was but it was something it was Um, what was that like and did it like kind of make you wanting to like bring up ideas of you wanting to play pro or if you were thinking about that like make that kind of like a stronger like oh I can do this kind of thing yeah it was an incredible opportunity and it was like mid-COVID so things were pretty shut down where I was and this was pretty soon after the World Cup had gotten canceled and so I was really looking for an environment that would challenge me and I got this opportunity to go and train with OL Rain up in Seattle and I was, as like, I don't know how old I was, 17, 16. At that age, I was like, oh my God, should I really be doing this? I feel like I'm not at that level yet. And honestly, it completely elevated everything. I trained um, from like January to the summer of right before I came in for Stanford. And I think that played a huge role in preparing me to be able to perform at the collegiate level. And it definitely gave me an idea of what the pro environment is like and getting that taste, you know, I feel like you can go one of two ways being like, Oh, this is a little bit too much. I don't think I'm going to get, get here or to like, give me more of this. And I kind of got addicted to that pro lifestyle and just being able to focus on my sport and do something I love and have it be my job. Like that, that's a dream come true for me. And so it definitely uh, gave me a taste of what I want post-college to look like for me. And I'm totally looking forward to doing it in the coming years. Um, not not entirely sure when that's going to be, but um, I'm very excited. No, that's such a cool opportunity. I feel like, feel like it's really important to like get outside of like your comfort zone sometimes and like things that like, because there's such a fine line of like, okay, here's what I can do. And like, here's what I like, I'm unsure I can do. And to like go over that and be like, you know what? Like, let's just see what happens and like it really does help you so much like grow as a person but also like in your case in your skill um 
And so that's such a cool opportunity that you had. And like, well, we can't wait to see you when you are playing professionally somewhere one day. Yeah, it was it was sick. I mean, I'm like sitting next to Megan Rapino and I'm like, holy shit, like don't be weird, Dre. Don't be weird. <laughs> She's like, Can you pass like the bread? And you're like, Right. No, she I mean, they're so cool, all of them, so cool and so welcoming. And that was a huge part of me just wanting to take it and run with it. That's so awesome. So yeah. like was it like like the NWL at that time, they were like going they were having like the challenge no yeah, some sort of like mini series tournament or like the challenge yeah. cup or something. Yeah, they they were competing in games. So like there were some weekends that they were leaving or like they'd have a whole okay. They were full on in season training and yeah, I was like the last couple of years just feel like a blur because there was like the challenge cup and then they did like the fall series and then they did like another like thing. I don't understand. I just kind of like turn on the TV and like hope that something's on. Yeah, I'm like Paramount Plus, like okay right. yes. I don't know <laughs> um so I was looking at your your Stanford profile and it said that you you were like number four or something in squash oh gosh what is that yeah is what like- is that um so squash is a sport um it's a lot more popular in Europe and in like Egypt um but it's it's more common in like New England and so for me as a California girl to be playing squash was kind of an anomaly already, but I got into squash um, around like seven. And the story is that we were part of this like workout club. My mom wanted to get, you know, her steps in um, and I was being a little shit and I didn't want to go to, it was called kid space where they would like kind of watch your kid while you could, you know, get on the treadmill, get going. Okay. Me and my older brother and younger brother were just like, fed up with kids space and so right next to the workout center there were squash courts and I didn't know what that was but my mom saw um some kid getting a lesson and was like oh you like coach kids and they're like oh yeah yeah, yeah. and she's like can you take mine for an hour while I like go for a job yeah just and- just get him away from me right, right now so like glorified babysitting basically but like picked up a racket I was like it was super fun I had a great time and I remember like a couple weeks after I started, my coach went up to my mom and was like, oh, like, are you guys coming to Ohio this weekend? Like, we're going for a tournament. And my mom looked at him. I'm like eight. She's like, Ohio, California. Like, where is that? Yeah. And he's like, no, like the state, like we're flying across the country. And she's like, you want to take my eight-year-old across the country to compete for a sport that she like picked up a racket for a in, couple weeks in ago? In Ohio of all places. Right. And she's like, um, absolutely not. Um, I ended up getting on a plane a couple weeks later, but um, it's it's crazy because there's not a lot of competitions out on the West Coast, so you kind of have to travel east um, to get that competition, to get that exposure. And so I played back east a lot. I played um, all the Ivies hosts like these big. They're called JCT tournaments. Um, and so I played for a long time, and the highest I got to was like I don't remember if it was like U15, U17, maybe even younger, but. I ended up at like I think number four in the country for my age group which like four out of like however many squash players there are in the country so like I don't know how impressive that actually is but um you know well, I was doing it's it. It's very impressive we'll just I'll go think, with it. Right we're I'm gonna I'm gonna pretend like it's super impressive but yeah. um, I I loved it and I unfortunately had to um dedicate more time to soccer so kind of fell off with squash but um 
funny enough, I used to play for the Stanford coach here and there's uh we have a varsity squash team and I was talking to him the other weekend because my older brother he played squash at Cal and they were playing Stanford. So I came to watch my brother play. Coach comes up to me, he's like, Oh, like, are you here for squash? And I was like, Oh yeah, yeah, my brother's um captain on the Cal team. And he goes, Oh, you're the soccer player. I've been trying to get in contact with you. And this is the coach's son that I used to play for when I was younger. And he was like, how how would you feel about picking up a racket for like nationals this this quarter? This is like a couple weeks ago. And I have been training with the squash team. Um, I have not told my soccer coach yet, so I got to talk to him about it. But I'm trying to go and play at nationals in like Pennsylvania and Charlottesville in the coming weeks um, and compete for Stanford, which is nuts to think wait so you've been training for that on top of your soccer stuff and school yeah Yeah, I I'm tired a lot I'm like (laughs) when do you sleep (laughs) whenever I can in class um but it's been I mean it's been so fun it's a completely different like beast altogether I'm my shoulders are sore for first time in forever um but it's been so fun and the squash coach is amazing he's just kind of like yeah, come out, come play, and I'm, you know, I'm having a blast with it, which is incredible, thinking that it's, like, a D1 sport, and, like, we're supposed to be winning, but it's been so fun. That's so good. Yeah. So, what exactly, you said racket, so, like, what, is it, like, like, Tennessee, pickleball-y? Sort of. Um, I'd say more, like, racquetball, but also, that's not that common either, so, it's, like, in a box, probably about, like, 10 yards by like 15 yards uh you're in this cube and there are like lines on it that you can't like hit it out of bounds but you basically have to hit the ball against the front wall you can use any other wall you want so like some people hit it against the back wall it goes like back up over it hits the front wall like you can hit like all three walls and you get a bounce you can like volley and you just like keep going until someone messes up or like bounces twice or someone hits it out or whatever happens but um it's it's hard. I think the coolest thing about it is like the ball is this small black rubber ball and to actually like start playing the ball has to physically warm up. So like you start hitting it and it like warms up, like you feel it and it's hot. But the thing is you have to hit it super hard to be able to get it there. So like, if you're like kind of bad at squash, it won't warm up and it'll just like, you'll drop it and it'll die. Like it won't bounce. So you have to like warm it up and then it bounces more. And then it gets like easier to return things. So like once you get really good and the ball's super hot, the rallies go on for a while because like it bounces more so you have more time to get to it. And I, I think that's so bizarre to think like, oh my God, what that's... if the soccer ball heated? Like what if it heat up and oh my it, gosh, like, go farther? That's so weird. That like, how does like, I just, I don't get, yeah. I don't know the science behind it. I... I'm like, now I'm like so curious. Like how does, how does it have to like heat up? I have, I have literally no clue the science behind it, but I think it's the coolest thing ever. No, that's so cool. So like, but like you're playing against someone. So like you're both in this like thing. So yeah, like you so would hit it and then they would hit it. Yeah. So it's 1v1. Okay. So yeah, they hit it, they hit it back and forth. Tennis that's and so that. cool. Yeah. It's, I've literally it's never heard bad. about that. And Soup oh. was like, you have to ask her about that. And I was like okay it was like like the vegetable like is that what we're talking about that's what most people think when I say it that's so so that's so wild so 
obviously this is this is a thing you like to do outside of soccer but what are some of your other like favorite things to do outside of soccer like if you had all the free time in the world right right and I tend to have a lot of that with you know all the stuff um I've been leaning into that a lot trying to find some more hobbies you know balance out my life and that's part of how I you know stay so happy at soccer is because I've got other stuff going on but I really love anything on a board so huge snowboarder um I suck at the other board sports but like I like it like surfing's fun um wakeboarding wake surfing anything on any water sport so okay that would be like my number one thing also like rock climbing hiking skydiving occasionally so like outdoor adventure things yeah I'm kind of an adrenaline junkie but also like terrified of a lot of things um so that would be like my athletic kind of hobby thing I'm really trying to get into drawing and painting painting and I was talking to uh soup about it and I was like, I can't, I can't do it. I'm like, I'm atrocious. It's embarrassing. You will never see my work, but I'm trying to get into it and start getting a little bit more artsy, but. Art is subjective. You can just, yeah, you could just make whatever you want and be like, it's art. Right. It's super subjective, but like objectively I'm awful. So. Okay. (laughs) But I do do photography. That's like my big art. That's cool. That's I'm I'm planning to take a photography class while I'm here because I'm like, like, why not? Like, and I want to work in like digital stuff. So I'd be like, if I know how to pick up a camera, like use it a little bit, you know, uh, it'll help. Yeah. Photos are the coolest thing ever. I You totally should. Do you have like a favorite thing to like take photos of? Like, do you like to do like landscape nature type things or like? Yeah, I'd say portraits mostly because I like interacting with people. I think it's so fun. And like, I've done these shoots where I make people do like weird weird stuff and it's just so fun to see how stuff turns out but um I definitely say portraits that's so cool um and then last one before we get into some some rapid fire I promise they're not going to be scary um do you have any big goals for this next year Ooh. um always got goals always striving for more but they can uh, be small goals too big big is intimidating (laughs) right right um gosh I mean I'm always trying to Obviously, I want to have a really good season this coming fall. So kind of got goals in terms of getting goals this season. Um, So that'll be fun. Um, Looking to hopefully keep progressing with the national team. I know my quote unquote end goal for soccer is always going to be like World Cup Olympics, however high I can go with it. So um, I would love to keep progressing towards potentially being able to do that one day. Um, Those are the big ones, I think. Just I'm really leaning into my life here at Stanford and um, goals coming up, going pro. Um, yeah, just progressing in my career, I guess. Um, having fun with it. That's awesome. Do you have any like, like small things that you want to do this year? Like, jo- mm. I mean, I was gonna say join a club, but like with with the way you have a crazy schedule, who knows if that's a thing you can do. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, joining the squash team's kind of been a goal. I like I guess I'm technically doing that, but um that's huge. I'm also like I'm in a sorority, believe it or not. I know I'm like the epitome. I'm of in a sorority group. too. Really? Yeah. Delta Zeta. Ah. Love that. I yeah, that's like my club, you could say, but um that would probably be my goal. Also yeah, just like doing more hobby stuff. So like the art thing. That's a goal. Yeah, you should 
try crocheting. I picked that up this year. I made I made like a little headband situation. That's sick. I also made a flower. It's so easy to just like because you can do it like while you like listen to things or like read. So because yeah. like once you like know what you're doing, so yeah, that's I'll a try. We've got a few crocheters on the team. I'll have to pick their brain. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Okay, so now we're gonna do our little our little rapid fire section. Oh God, I'm terrified. I promise they're not scary. <laughs> Okay. okay so what is like a must-have like outfit piece like or accessory outfit like no like something that you would wear in an outfit or like an accessory like Ooh. you have like a go-to okay. thing that you need to wear every day I've been really leaning into hats so me and my roommate have a hat wall um trucker hats are like my go-to and also you can see down here I've got my little side fanny pack whatever you okay. want to call it like that's been my huge thing lately that's a really good hat wall Thank you. It's like a good decoration. We're very proud of it. <laughs> I like it. Um, what is like your like your go-to like food if you're gonna order out somewhere? Oh, I really like poke. Um, big sushi girl. I'm like a quarter Japanese, so not a huge amount, but love sushi. Um, yeah, that's my go-to. Do you have like a favorite roll? Spicy tuna something. But not just spicy tuna. Like, it's got to be the most, like, intricate thing on the menu. Yeah, like, there's got to be, like, some pizzazz there. Yes, okay. Sure. Um, If you're going to go and order, like, a like a drink that's not water, like, what would be your, like, go-to? Okay. I really like kombucha lately. Okay. And, uh, okay, I'm sitting here with, like, my fills, but I'm really trying to get off caffeine. But, like, coffee's huge love coffee so do you have like a go-to coffee order I do well I have a go-to coffee place it's Phil's shout out Phil's um and I get the cold brew filtered soul okay yeah I am not a coffee girly I tried to drink kombucha the other day too and I said not for me yeah I you know I don't know why I like things I do (laughs) you know everyone has their own palate it's okay (laughs) um what is like your dream place to live Besides where you're at now, if oh that's tough, I really want to live overseas at some point. Um, whether it be I love Spain, my family's from there too, so Spain would be awesome. I also for like whatever job I'm gonna do post professional career would love to live in a city for a while. So like either Seattle, Washington D.C., or like Boston. I think those are my big ones right now. Cool. Okay, and then do you have a favorite pizza topping? No. Mm. I wouldn't judge you. I get mushrooms on my pizza. Yeah, mushrooms are pretty good. The cheese part's the best, but um, we'll go with mushrooms. I'm like a like a mushrooms, black olives on my pizza. Ah, uh, see, I, I can't with the olives, but the other veggie stuff I'm good with. <laughs> okay and then do you have um a must read book oh um I'd say this is one of my favorites the or this is the sequel the girl with the dragon tattoo and the girl I've heard who of that fire. these are like some of my favorite books and then I also just read a lot of like mental mindset book type stuff um the other book I have here is my programming abstractions I highly recommend this is I'll I'll go check that one out from the library it's me to sleep every night it's so great 
Right now, I'm listening to the audiobook of um, Brian Scurry's book because I don't have, like, the mental capacity to, like, read when I have to read so much for class. Yeah, for so sure. So I was like, if I do the audiobook, like, maybe it'll be better, you know? Yeah, um, I haven't read that. I, you need to let me know how that is. It's been really good so far. I'm, like, a quarter of the way through. That's sick. It's, like, an eight-hour audio. So if you ever have, like, a long car ride, long flight, just, like, pop that thing in. All right, I, that's noted. Mental note. <laughs> well, thank you so much for, for coming and chatting with me. This was so fun. So fun. Thank you so much for having me.